Hello, cherubs. Yeah, thought I'd start, like, actually chatting to you rather than just nattering to the podders. Just thought, I've been listening to a load of podcasts recently and they normally do, like, a little intro and a little closing bit at the top and tail. So I thought, well, I want to get in on a bit of that action and it means I get to chat to you a little bit more. So here we are, doing that very thing. Uh, thanks so much for listening. This is Passion Pod number 49. I know, mental. So, this one, a dating app that doesn't waste your time. How do you like them apples? So yeah, basically what it does is it's committed to helping you find someone that you might actually like, rather than some sort of random guy called Steve that's probably about 30 years older than his photo. So yeah, a bit of a winner. Uh, Also, we shed light on why trainers are actually imperative to the start-up of a dating app. Who knew? Uh, And how inspiring mums are. But yeah, we knew that already. But you know, another bit of evidence for exactly that. So that's quite enough wanging on. Get stuck in. You're listening to Passion Pod number 49 with Ben from Clocked. Ben, tell me, Clocked, dating... Why do I need it in my life? What is it? What, what's the difference it's going to make to me? Basically, Clocks bridges the gap between um, those superficial dating apps out there and the old school online dating system of Match.com and eHarmony type sites. Right. So what's the difference? So it aggregates all of your data that you sync to the app. And it Which in normal person speak means, means gathers it all together. means that it gathers it all together and you don't have to enter all those different boring questions amazing um and it basically takes that data and uses as a sort of like complicated system to work out who you match or who you're compatible with wicked so then it sends you 10 of these people every single day so as long as you check the app every day you see the 10 people that you're compatible with um and you can either like them or dislike them anonymously and you can change your mind until midnight or you can clock them which means you double tap on the profile and it tells them that you like them um, when I quickly said the thing before midnight, so what we do is we give we give each user 24 hours to make a decision. Oh, I like um, that. So, so it's like sort of a game. Yeah, like, like a bit of Cinderella type type idea. So it's <laughs> oh, sort of cool. like fantasy, bringing a sort of like romantic feel to the internet dating life as well. And if you don't catch it, you miss it. And if you don't catch the people, you miss them. So you've got to go in every day, just even if it's for five minutes to load them up, look in the tube, whatever you want. We want to move away from the sort of the casual one night type mantra that's been put on the free apps and move away to actually give people serious value to to using the app. To what they're signing up for. Exactly. Yeah. The idea is to um, to send you these compatible people so you don't have to trawl through, so you don't waste time. So you're one night a week that you might have off from your busy job that you don't have to go and potentially meet someone from Tinder that you don't really particularly like and you don't know anything about them and it, it could look like their profile. It could just be a fake person altogether. All or they might not have anything to do with you. So the idea is to put you in contact or or create those bridges so that you meet people that are more like you and that you you can hopefully get on with. Yeah, so it's like less time-wasting. Exactly. Which is what we all love in this generation. And less money-wasting as well, because you're probably going to pay for the date, and in the end you're going to be like, why did I do that? (laughs) Now listen, did you set this up because you wanted to find yourself true love? This is what I want to know. Anyone who set up a dating app, it's a really smart way. Because like with Passion Pods, I set it up because I really love chatting to people. So it's like selfish indulgence. Yeah. Surely there's got to be an element of this. So, like make you the popular amongst <laughs> your friends. So, so I set it up because I like bringing people together and I like uh, making connections for people. Um, so it's normally in business. Um, it's, it's sometimes in, in love as well, but not particularly. 
Um, so it was it was basically set up around that. Wicked. Um, so, so that's I, the sort of area that you're coming from. Yeah. And so what were you doing before though? What? How did it like come about? Give me like a mini little timeline of how. Sure. I guess um, before I was always interested in in the technology world. I knew nothing about it. Um, I, That's I, a good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I went, I went and worked at one of the big telecommunications companies, and I was working in advertising for them a bit. Um, after working in banking and stuff like that, and then and then went into to cloud services, and in cloud services had a really good mentor who taught me all about the technological world, I guess, and about how to create ecosystems. And so that's the, that's the collating of the information that we were talking about earlier um, to make it easier to do whatever the task you're doing is. Solution, basically, but from a tech point of view. Exactly. It's like picking all the best bits of everything. Yeah, and, then, and when you put them together, making sure they work in the best way possible. So that's why the execution of putting it all together is the main thing around doing this. It's not, it's not just the idea. So let's jump back a bit, timeline. So you were working for the telecommunications company, met this cool guy. What was the was there a moment where you thought I want to do this myself? Like how did you get to the place where you're now running clocked? So we we started an internal startup, um, I'd call it. God, um, that's pretty awesome. Wasn't while that... working, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it great, was great opportunity. It was, yeah, it was great. He's done four before, so I learned a lot around what's you know I learned a lot from him. It's always the best place to do it though. So yeah. somewhere nice and safe with as part of someone else's thing to exactly. learn everything. Exactly. Brilliant. Um, and so we started that and then um, lots of complications happened after that so I went and got I went and started a load of other businesses to see what I could do on my own right um, knowing full well that probably none of them would work Um, (laughs) but you just up for having a go I was up for having a go for about six months but giving myself a timeline to then go and get a job after that so I then did get a job um, after that six months um, and when I started working for a, a startup in the communication space, I found the clock at the same time. And this startup called Nexmo basically was built for communications for startups in general. Ah. So I got to see a load of different startups. It was basically like working for a type of, I, I guess, advisory for startups or whatever you might want to call it, because it helped startups um, grow fast and through communication. Um, so it was a, it was a really good space to sort of see what was out there and see and make a good sort of judgment call of, of what different things work in, in what, what industry. Yeah, because you like basically market research without having to do it. Exactly. Um, so Doll, so you were doing, in terms of how you made it work financially, you were working for this other startup at the time, and you were doing that for a while, and then was did Clock launch when you were still working there, or did you leave to launch it? What was, how did it work? <laughs> yeah, so I guess, I guess the only way to, to look at this was that for about three months I was working from six in the morning to midnight as a minimum day uh seven days a week on both on both right um so just casual really quiet time loads of time for chilling out yeah um and that included that was sort of a minimum so that included lots of all-nighters and that's just the effort you've got to put in to get it going especially if you've got another job um yes i used all of my earnings to find clocked um get it built to get a minimum product built and out there um, and at that time, was it just you, Sweet, or did you have business partners, or how did how did it work in terms of the structure? I guess along the way, with any startup, if you believe enough in an idea, you'll get people coming on board for different parts of your journey. Normally, you'll find quite a lot of people want to understand, without taking the risk that you talked about earlier, the financial risk and financial outgoing, want to understand what happens in a startup and really the effort taken to, to get it over the line or to, to follow through with certain plans. 
It's an exciting um, thing to be involved yeah, in. So I did. I have loads of stand up for free. Like that's what I enjoy doing. Like, you know, I still would do it for free if you know I am doing it for free. <laughs> I'm not being paid. So yeah. I chose to. So I, I was at a point where I was like, well, I can take clock to the next level. And I've now got sort of six people relying on me to go and raise money and stuff. Or I can carry on working at this company and then I've sort of got to pack in clocks because of the amount of workload that I would need to really step up uh, at the company. So, so yeah, then, then is when I, when I sort of chose to, to go for it. To basically. do it! Yeah, yeah, I mean, we launched the first version of the app a long time before that, but we relaunched um, just before I did that. and um, Which was? Which was in February, so on Valentine's Day. This year? Appropriately, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, so you're now doing it full time. So now doing it full time. And you've time. got some staff, I hear. Now doing it full time. So grown up. But it's quite scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're now really responsible. No fucking up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, do you take a chance on the right person to employ them more than you were earning a basic salary at your last job? Ouch. Which I've done. Um, so I don't, I can't tell you whether that's going to pay off or not yet. But I think people and cultures really important I think finding that right balance and people that are going to go that extra mile for you and that understand really what what you're aiming for is really important and so bringing those sorts of people on I, I would do at any cost I think money you can always raise more money and you can always get more money um, but the people are going to make what you have and structure as well as the other thing making sure you have structure in your life so whether that's setting a certain time that you're going to get up every morning or doing a certain class or whatever it might be fitness whatever you want to do and make sure you're up at that time then you can you can work your life around that as soon as you lose that even for a few days then you're in serious trouble yeah because you're having to basically make it yourself that's the thing isn't it and that's the big shift of being a founder that's the big change you maybe your content you're not having trouble because there's so much to do but in terms of how you're proportioning your time and how you structure your week or whatever that's yeah I think um, it's, it's something that a lot of people face. Well, you don't, you don't have to be anywhere at any time, particularly unless you've got meetings. Um, so actually having the discipline to, to get up and do something is hugely difficult, however disciplined you are. Yeah. So, so having to be somewhere at an early time is always a good yeah. idea. Gets you up and out. Gets you up and out. Um, so a new thing that I'm thinking of doing with these is like the startup satchel. So you got your backpack on, okay? You know, pack up your day. It's a bit Mary Poppins bag, so okay. don't worry about the size or the shape. You can choose. You can go wild with your choices. Okay. Um, in your bag, you get to put a bit of inspiration. Um, you get to put a bit of technology. Okay. And you get to put a person in your backpack to set you off on your hike of a startup. Wow. <laughs> you can think about it. It's hard. Is it hard? So, so technology is easy. I think technology has to be your phone. Um, because you can pretty much do everything off your phone. Especially because Clocked is an app. And especially because Clocked <laughs> is an app and I needed, Fully loaded. And I needed to understand what that looked like. Okay, we are going to bring in a, a watch version of the app. Oh, God, um, which so is also, trendy. Which is also going to go along the lines of being clocked because it's a clock. Oh, oh. That's actually magic for you guys, isn't it? It's great. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so you, you got your phone in there. Phone in there. <laughs> um, so I guess for the inspiration side, it's a bit of a weird one because I'd probably want to put my trainers in my bag or something because I need that structure every day to actually function so love to, it to set myself a time to go to either to the gym or for a walk or whatever it might be um, it's the only way that I could and it also clears my head and it allows me to think of lots of things that can inspire me that's brill cracking answer for inspiration and finally your person 
So I guess it's a bit cliche to say, but probably my mum. Yes, <laughs> the girl's hearts are fluttering. <laughs> no, just because she's very good at keeping, she's, she's self-employed, very good at keeping herself structured. Um, she became the best of the sport in the UK, you know, within a short amount of time, a few years. and. But that was also in a field that isn't usually um, for women, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was also massively inspiring, isn't sure, it? Sure, exactly. She became best in the UK at golf um, within four years of ever picking up a golf club so if you're going for something inspiring I'd say that's a pretty cracking nugget darling what do you think has been your biggest challenge so far with clocked so I guess conceptualizing the actual value we're delivering to the users um say that to me again in normal language I'm so bad with all this techie stuff though I'm hopeless I'm like a granny (laughs) so so I guess working out the real core value proposition yeah, um, of what you're giving. So of what we're giving and, and why why we're different. Yeah, your USP. Our USP. See, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, Good. yeah. So impressed? Very impressed. <laughs> so... Do you, did that come just from, you know, lots of conversations or how did, how did you come across that? Was that a very clear thing, your USP from the beginning? Not at all. I think the USP just... The only way to learn that is by getting something out there and just doing it. Um, we've launched nine, ten versions of our app and only recently... I mean, we're redeveloping a version at the moment to to really pull that core value or USP uh, proposition together so that we really answer what our users need. Creating a more sort of adult app, I guess, so like serious app, I guess. That's that's another really good thing. You've got to get it out there because you don't have a clue how someone's going to use any of your products. You just need to see what happens, see how people use it. You can assume as much as you want and it might be completely logical for... 20 people that you speak to but actually until you see what 3,000 people do you have no idea because um, all those 20 people might be thinking exactly the same way because they're your close friends and may take the same assumptions as you that spread was it our... out so yeah so we've got a good number of thousands of users now and um we can we can see what happens funding wise you said you started this with your own your own savings uh is that something that is that the model that you're continuing on or how does how does your sort of plan work in terms of that sure no um, i guess i guess fundraising someone said to me today and i think it's completely true fundraising is a full-time job yeah so when you decide to fundraise you are full-time on that for six months or and you have to be on. otherwise it's just not successful exactly yeah. so um yeah i mean funds from before uh, funds from before from my job and then now I'm in the position that we're about to raise on a crowdfunding platform. Cool. Called Cedars. Um, yeah, great. And, and so I guess lots of my friends and stuff like that want to invest in it because of the potential that, of where it could get to. And because you've been yabbing on about it for um, the last two years. Probably because I haven't shut up about it. Um, and, um, and there are all these schemes and stuff set up by the government um, that allow people to qualify to get their taxes back and stuff like that, which is quite appealing to people. It's a great thing. That's really good. Yeah, so that's called the SCIS models and the EIS models. So that, that's a great system that actually... Um, can make the most of a small business definitely exactly yeah. exactly so we'll raise we'll raise a certain amount on that for f- sort of family friends and fools as it's called <laughs> yeah. and then um, and then we'll go on and raise um raise a larger amount of money hopefully not too too long afterwards from either larger sort of angel investors or or potentially some venture capital groups depending on the traction we get yeah that's great so lots of different sort of stages to it it's nice you've got little all the different prongs ticked off well exactly so at the moment as i said we're redeveloping it we're launching it again and we're doing our sort of official big launch in uh, beginning of july um, so we're ready for the summer. Perfect and, timing. Yeah, exactly. Perfect timing. And um, my darling, what 
what bit of advice do you wish you'd been given when you started this out? The execution of putting it all together is the main thing around doing this. It's not it's not just the idea. Yeah. I guess that's that's potentially a bit of advice that I'd give anyone. Everyone's got ideas. Don't worry if your idea's not not the best one or not completely original. As long as you execute it in the right way and as long as you just go for it, then that's the only way it's ever going to happen. Yeah, it's interesting. It's basically like how you're packaging it up rather than necessarily, you know, I mean, obviously the idea that you want to have a good one underneath, but it's that, that emphasis as well on, on um, yeah, how, how it's presented, I guess, isn't it? Sure. I mean, for a consumer app or a consumer anything, a consumer products, it has a lot to do with marketing strategy and how you market it to the, to the public. But it's how, at the end of the day, if you want to scale um, very quickly, if you want to grow very quickly, it's how it's put together and making sure that the technology behind it's built well and making sure that you understand how that's all put together. So the people that think they need to keep stuff confidential um, and sign NDAs, which is a non-disclosure agreement, it's crazy. I did it and I got laughed at by people because at the end of the day, if they were going to execute your idea, then it would take them however many years or however long and they would need to dedicate their whole time to that when they've probably already dedicated all their life or all of their time to something else. So no, you're totally right. And it's so it's so understandable because these ideas are so close to us. So when, when you're developing them, you know, you feel like you just sort of want to keep it in. But the effort that it would take for someone else to do it is just huge. Sure. And, and I felt that as well. Everyone feels that, you know, you've got ideas and you don't want to tell anyone. I've probably got a few right now that we don't know anyone. <laughs> Come that's, on! You heard that, it here first. <laughs> that's, more, that's more going down a different, a different route because I don't have time to execute those so I don't want to talk about them because I'm not going to go and execute them right now. So I will in the future. Keep them up the old sleeve. Exactly. When I do it, I will, want to, I will talk to people about it and get feedback because the only way to sort of create your idea and mould it and really understand what people, people have to say about it is by talking to people. You've been listening to Passion Pod 49 with Ben from Clot. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget we are subscribed on iTunes if you fancy signing yourself up on there. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just type in Passion Pods. I know, original. And there's a load more details about who I am and what this is on the website passionpods.co.uk. Oh, and don't forget to listen next time. We're up to number 50. So yeah, expect some kind of song and dance about that. Catch you then.